Whoever feels you are child of God, please come forward in spirit. <laughs> Today we have uh, quite a few children in the sanctuary this morning. I'm going to share a very short story. It is banana. It is very yummy. I love it. I eat banana morning. Ooh. We open it, right? Peel it. Oh. But in the middle of the service, I don't want to eat. I can't eat it. How can I do it? I have... Here, duct tape. Did, do you think it works? Okay, let me try it. Mm. It works? To keep it? Yes? No? Okay, okay. Let me try other thing. It is very sticky. I don't know how, how to take it out. How about Band-Aid? No? Okay, I'm not going to try it. How about this very powerful... No? It doesn't work? Then... Let me try this. I hope it works. Stapler. No? It does work? You know what? I would like to ask you just one thing. Sometimes we don't mean it, but we say something bad to my sister, my brother, or to my friends. Can we put the word back into my mouth? No? Let me tell you just one thing. To love God and to share the love of God. Try not to bad word to your friend and to your neighbor. Because God loves us, and God loves us to say nice word, not nasty word. Be nice to your friends, be nice to your sister and brother. And all we are asked to say nice word. Be nice to each other. Then God will be very pleased with us. Let us pray. Dear Lord, help us to say love word, to say I love you, I care for you, I understand you, I care for you, so we may share love of God through our words. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
I never preached this high. <laughs> Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Executive Speechwriter Newsletter once reported very interesting statistics. It said, do not ride in automobiles. They cause 20% of all fatal accidents. Do not stay at home. 17% of all accidents occur in the home. Do not walk on the street or sidewalk. 14% of all accidents occur to pedestrians. Do not travel by air, rail, or water. 16% of all accidents happen on these. However, only 0.001, one thousandth percent of all deaths reported occur in worship services. Hence, the safest place for you to be is in church. Sunday school is also relatively safe. Therefore, my conclusion is, come back. Come to church with peace. And welcome to the West End United Methodist Church, one of the safest places to be. By the way, can you follow me? If not, I can preach in Korean, which is my mother tongue. I can do it so confidently. Now, let's go to the gospel lesson from Luke. A lawyer asks Jesus, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? The lawyer knows he must love the Lord his God with all his heart, soul, strength, and mind, as well as his neighbor as himself. Jesus tells him that if he keeps these commandments, he shall live, which prompts another question from the lawyer. And who is my neighbor? The lawyer from the gospel lesson is implying, I have no problem with loving God and loving myself, but Figuring out who is my neighbor is difficult. How far do I carry this love your neighbor stuff? In the time of Jesus, the question, who is my neighbor? And who should be treated in a loving, neighborly way was dynamite. As it still is today. Jesus does not give him a straight answer. Instead, he tells him a story, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Before we go further, I would like to share with you how the Jews treated 
and thought of Samaritans in Jesus' time. The Samaritans were despised. They had intermarried with foreigners, mixed with the heathen, lived apart from other Jews, and kept their religion in a different way through worshiping not at the temple in Jerusalem, but at their own temple on Mount Gerizim. However, the Samaritan in the parable just did the right thing. He didn't care whether the robbed man was a Samaritan, a Galilean, a Judean, a Pentecostal, Roman Catholic, a Lutheran, or a Methodist. He did not consider whether the man was white, black, Hispanic, or Asian. He did not consider whether the man was documented or undocumented. He didn't even contemplate whether the man was his neighbor or not. He was a he saw a robbed man, and he cared for him. Jesus got his point across. Jesus asked the lawyer, Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hand of the robbers? Though the lawyer could not utter the despised word Samaritan, he understood Jesus' point, for he answered, The one who showed him mercy. Knowing who is my neighbor is important even today. Today's version of the question for, at least for me, might be like this. Do I have to welcome any unsociable people as my next-door neighbors? Do I have to welcome Muslims and undocumented immigrants and those unsociable people? You know who I am referring to. Is it possible for me to love my neighbor if he is somehow different from me? Who is your neighbor? However, I have to confess now that I am very little. I am less interested in finding out who my neighbor is and more interested in Jesus' command at the end of the parable. The focus of the parable Jesus tells is not a new definition of a noun, of a neighbor, but rather his call to us to act out the love of God. Love is a verb. Since Jesus teaches with parables, I would like to share some stories here. Some years ago, in the spring, a 15-year-old boy bled 
to death just 35 feet outside the emergency room doors of a Chicago hospital. It seems that the teenager was an innocent bystander who was hit by a bullet when gang members started shooting at each other. After he was shot, friends of his managed to carry him to just outside the hospital where they left him. But apparently, the bleeding youth was left there unattended for 25 minutes because it was against hospital policy for doctors or nurses to go outside the building to treat anyone. Instead, they had to wait for an ambulance to arrive to transport him inside. By the time they finally got him into the hospital, the boy was dead. They were more concerned about getting into trouble by violating hospital policy than they were about saving a young man's life. Tyra Hunter died as a result of injuries after being in an automobile accident. When emergency medical technicians cut open her clothes to treat her wounds and discovered she was transgender. They stood back and laughed instead of delivering treatment. When we say God is love, we are saying that God is a loving God. The American cartoonist Ruth Goldberg often told the story about the time he traveled to Europe on an ocean liner. He was assigned to a table with another single passenger. His companion was a Frenchman who spoke no English. Goldberg spoke no French. Each night, the Frenchman would come to the table, click his heels, bow, and say, Bon appétit. Goldberg would get up and reply, Goldberg, shake his hands and sit down. This routine went on for three or four nights. Then one day, Goldberg happened to mention this to his friend. You know, it's the strangest thing. I am sitting with a Frenchman in the dining room and each meal he tells me his name is Bon Appetit. And I have to tell him who I am. No, no, said the friend. That's not his name. That's a French phrase for good appetite or enjoy your meal. Oh, said Goldberg. 
I feel so stupid. Well, I'm going to have to correct that. That night, Goldberg came to the table late, and the Frenchman was already seated. Goldberg bowed, clicked his heels, and said, Bon appétit. Then the Frenchman stood up and said, Goldberg. I am afraid that when Jesus says, Bon appétit, we say, Goldberg. When we say God is love, we are saying that God is a loving God. Therefore, authentic love for God always leads us to love for God, for people, and all people. John Bartos once said, the smallest deed is better than the greatest intention. I want to rephrase it this way. The smallest action of love is better than the greatest definition of love. Love is a verb. Do you know that the devil doesn't care if you go to church or read the Bible as long as you don't apply it to your life? When you don't have to find out who your neighbor is as long as you act like the Samaritan. That's what really matters. That's why Jesus did not tell the lawyer, go and find your neighbor. He asked, who was a neighbor to the robbed man? and said, go and do likewise. Thanks be to God. Amen.